Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined each week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and true crime and TV and movies and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to Shrink Chat. Oh, with Shannon and Kathy. That. <laughs> Go ahead. You got something to say? Nope. Bring it. Nothing. All right. Welcome to the show. <clears throat> At this point in time, actually, it is May 21st, and there are things that have come out. Psycho Gorman on Shudder came out. I hope you all go and watch that crazy bit of madness. The Woman in the Window on Netflix came out. Um, Oxygen came out, which is a movie by the filmmaker from High Tension. Oh, uh, that's on Netflix now. Shadow in the Cloud went to Hulu. Climate of the Hunter, which is a new vampire thing. So we are pre-recording, and I will have seen all of those things by the time I'm actually saying this because I've programmed them on the Discord to watch with our patrons. Uh, but also tomorrow, Army of the Dead comes out, or it's coming out around here. What I can't remember the name. It's a new action horror movie. It's a it's a long one, but it's much anticipated actually kind of action horror 2021 type of situation it's like a zombie outbreak in vegas but it's after the zombie outbreak so it's like mercenaries uh so it's in that in that world but it's it's anticipated gotcha there's been a lot of talking about it so a lot of that stuff is happening i also wanted to mention that Halloween returns to the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney oh, World. Thank God. So that bodes well for us in California for Disneyland that we will have a Halloween. Correct. Because the all new Disney After Hours Boo Bash in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. So Walt Disney World fans have been expecting the imminent return of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which is what we were going to before, only to learn that the Magic Kingdom has something brand new for this Halloween. I mean, they have time. They've had time. They've had plenty of time. To figure this shit out. Announced today, or whatever day this was announced, um, on May 7th, on the bloodydisgusting.com website. So, again, the niche personality of Disney and horror. It's going to be a ghostly good time with party music, decorations, and character cavalcades galore. Uh, guests young and old and immortal can dress in costume for the occasion. They do this in Florida. We never get to dress in costume over here. Uh, they do it in, uh, I think, Tokyo, too. Right. We yeah. don't do that here. And get their fill of Halloween candy, exclusive culinary offerings, spectacular entertainment, favorite uh, attractions, and more. So it sounds pretty similar. Um, like candy stops, characters, performances. The attractions will be themed themed food. I mean, it sounds exactly like the old thing. They just calling it something different, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with that. I just want Halloween back at Disney. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And good night. All right. So now we would like to do a little segment. We like to call <laughs> proceed. Number one, the original novel was turned into a TV movie in 1995 and a feature film in 1998. The writer got his inspiration from his favorite horror movie, 
So sorry, the writer got his inspiration for his novel from his favorite horror movie, Poltergeist. Number three, if looking closely, you can see that the villain's hands lack fingernails from trying to climb. Hmm. Okay. Number four, a series of manga novels has also been released in Japan based on this franchise. And number five, still considered the scariest Japanese film. Oh, The Ring? Yeah, Ringu, yeah. Yay! I win! You did. I happen to know that series pretty well. So. You know, that's what I was like. I'm so glad I, I got might, it right. She might get this one. Otherwise, I might feel even more stupid than I normally feel. <sighs> did you know that the massive 1980s horror documentary series In Search of Darkness will have a part three? No. <laughs> Have you watched the part three? No. Uh, I'm trying to remember. If, I don't even know if I've seen two. Okay. Number one, I'm obsessed with. Right. There's a two now. But I, I don't. Is it released on Shutter yet? Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. Um, the first one I, I like talked about for about an hour. Right. Yeah. No, I, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I mentioned it. It's news. Um, so it's running over four hours long. The horror documentary, uh, let's see, streaming on Shutter. I'll write that down. Coming soon. <laughs> Make a note. It's in development. I just have to watch the second one still. For a while there, it wasn't available unless you wanted to uh, like actually purchase it as a... I have seen people talking about it, and I was told it was on there. So if you go on there and it's not, I apologize. Uh, it might be but, by now. Yeah. But... Um, Apparently, the three is going to explore even more 1980s horror gems, and along with insights from prominent actors and creators, which is what they do, um, you know, feature clips of 1980s classics, as well as underseen gems, highlighting the practical effects and wild ideas, which is, I think, one of the reasons why you like it so much, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't watched the second series either, but I wanted to make sure that that you did. But now they're, they're also doing a three. Awesome. That's in production. So I'll watch two for next time. Nice. I know you had a piece of news, right? Yeah, this is just, uh, I think we, we talk a lot about psychopaths on this show. It's true. Um, so I found an interesting, some feedback here on like a, a platform that people just comment, but it's it's actually backed up with research. And it actually, it's just discussing... Um, Sorry, let me see here. Psychopathic brains in relation to brain responses to drug cues in incarcerated offenders. That's what the research was on, who who they used for the research. But essentially, um, I'll just read this. It says, recent neuroscientific evidence indicates that psychopathy is associated with abnormal function and structure in limbic and paralimbic areas. So we already know that the limbic's... Uh, the limbic system is responsible for emotions, feelings, um, fear, all of that. So we know that already with psychopathy, um, people who are psychopaths, that there's a there's a delay or a deficiency altogether in that system. Psychopathy and substance use disorders are highly comorbid, but clinical experience suggests that psychopaths abuse drugs for different reasons than non-psychopaths, and that psychopaths do not typically experience withdrawal and craving upon becoming um, incarcerated. So when someone gets incarcerated, they have to go obviously come off the drug. Mm-hmm. So 
These neurobiological abnormalities may be related to psychopaths' different motivations for and symptoms of drug use. So I think this is interesting because it's not just about, we already know stuff about the brain, but now it's talking about why else might they be using drugs compared to someone who can actually experience a release of certain negative feelings that they don't really feel, right? right? Um, So it goes on to say that the... Uh, the study examined the modulatory effect of psychopathic traits on the neurologic neurobiological craving response um, to to drugs. So drug related pictures and neural pictures were presented and rated by participants while hemodynamic activity was monitored using um, functional MRIs. These data were collected and the sample comprised of 137 incarcerated males and females, so 93 of them being female, with histories of substance dependence. The outcome of interest was, uh, I'm not going to go through all that. So (laughs) there was a negative association between psychopathy scores and hemodynamic activity for viewing drug-related cues. So basically what it's saying is it didn't really give the same arousal response. Um, Psychopathic traits modulate the neurobiological craving response and suggests that individual differences are important for understanding this. But one of the people writing was talking about heroin withdrawal and it's the, the, the take home point of this is that due to the way the psychopathic brain is constructed, they don't really withdraw from substance. They don't feel because there's such a, an emotional component. They might feel the sickness so let's say they come off of heroin. This is what she's talking okay. about here. They will feel like a flu and they'll be like, yeah, I don't feel really well. I, I may need to lay down. But for someone who also has the emotional component in conjunction with the physical component, their physical experience is going to be heightened because so much of that, which we know about opiates, a lot of it is the psychological withdrawal. So they just have a higher tolerance Makes sense. Which makes sense. But I thought it was a pretty interesting study because we were looking at more from the motivation of their use versus just just the brain functioning altogether. I, don't, I just thought it was interesting. No, no. It's totally yeah. interesting. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Psychopaths. Our, our little corner of the no. world over here sometimes. And they can even use fucking drugs and not withdraw. I you know. know. It's so infuriating. Like... The blunting continues. I wanted to also mention, speaking of psychopaths, um, Faces of Death is having a reboot. Oh, boy. It's in the works from the people who, the filmmakers of Cam. I don't know if you saw that, but the original Faces of Death, released in 1978, is one of the most infamous films of all time, allegedly showcasing real footage of real death. In actuality, much of the footage seen in Faces of Death is staged with gory special effects often being paired up with real footage to create the illusion of gruesome reality. But I do remember like everybody thinking it was real. Mm-hmm. Here in 2021, a brand new reboot is on the way, which I imagine they will mess up gloriously. That's my prediction. <laughs> um, right. Legendary Entertainment is behind the Faces of Death relaunch with cam filmmakers Izamase and Daniel Goldhaber. Goldhaber? I'm so sorry for all of that. (laughs) On board to write and direct. Um, The new story was conceived by them. (laughs) Like the original film, Legendary is reportedly hoping the new one will spawn a multi-film franchise. Yeah, of course they are. Uh, the new plot revolves around a female moderator. 
of a YouTube like website. I can't wait. I just love all the social oh, media God. movies. I'm so bored. Okay. Like website whose job is to weed out offensive and violent content content. Oh, mother of Wow. <sighs> Get it together. We- <laughs> Oh, go back to not being able to read your writing. <laughs> uh, oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. Weed out offensive and violent content and who herself is recovering from a serious trauma that stumbles across a group that is recreating the murders from the original film. <laughs> but in the story primed for the digital age and age of online misinformation, the question faced is, are the murders real or fake? So we have that to look forward to. Okay. All right. That's enough of that. It's just enough of that. Enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had a buddy watch and it is called Bride of Reanimator. And we watched this as part of the Joe Bob last drive-in. The last drive-in on Shudder right now is in its uh, season three uh, Friday Nights Live with Joe, Bob, and Darcy, and they pick two movies, and we watch them, and we watch them with our peeps on the Discord, and we generally just witness the madness. So, lovingly, the first movie in one of these recent weeks was Bride of Reanimator, 1990. It's an hour and 36 minutes long. It's definitely comedy horror sci-fi my favorite is the little hand with the eyeball that walks around (laughs) oh that's totally like a lot of people's favorites yeah it's so fantastic so the basic plot as if you care doctors herbert west and dan kane discover the secret to creating human life and proceed to create a perfect woman from dead tissue so if you saw reanimator which i think you have i have because you like that movie a lot the head comes back He's such an asshole. Right? Yeah. I mean, he sexually assaults a woman in the first one. Right. She does not make it back in this one. No. So what did you think? What did you do? It was en- fun. Enjoy I, it for yeah. the 155th you know, I mean, time? Reanimator's a classic. And I love, um, uh, is it Jeffrey? Com- no, not Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs. So he was on the show. He yeah. was on the Joe Bob episode. So if you have uh, Shudder, <laughs> you can go and watch it. And then David Gale plays... He's the head, I think. Um, <laughs> yes. But I also like the scene where they, I, I love where Joe Bob, I think, makes the commentary on, I love how they, the cop or whatever takes him to the hospital where his wife has been transformed into a zombie. Because basically what they do is they, they take all these women so they can take their parts. Yes. You know, so they can build this bride, this perfect bride. His bride. Yeah, his bride. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I I'm I feel like I've seen it before. Not like 10 times. I'm not one of those people that we watch. But I have seen Reanimators a handful mm-hmm. of times. Uh, for, and for me, a handful is three. <laughs> I, I've, I've only seen Reanimator a couple times. I'm not a yeah. huge rewatcher. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, over COVID, I've rewatched more horror movies than I've probably ever rewatched because of becoming involved in horror communities Mm -hmm. and watching movies with others. And so I'll watch lots of slop if I'm watching it with other people, like I'll rewatch all kinds of things if I'm watching with other people, because I love hearing the different 
you know, and it's funny and fun and everybody's kind of like making fun of stuff and all that. And that's kind of the Joe Bob vibe in general is that you're like you're hanging out with Joe Bob drinking Lone Star and watching movies. That's the feel that they try to give. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it quite a bit because of that. Yeah. So I think it's worth a watch. It's, he's fun. And he's fun with Jeffrey Combs on it. Jeffrey Combs is just he's a he cla- funny. He's a classic 80s horror guy i mean he's a legend yeah i mean one of our um patrons i think it was pepper was like still smash i'd still smash him yeah well (laughs) she she also wanted to smash the uh the homeless dude (laughs) seems to be a vibe but um but jeffrey combs was really funny and that's what i really liked about it they had eli roth on like the week before very serious like the longest episode ever it was like six hours which is too much i mean i don't like eli roth that much nobody does Except Quentin Tarantino. Sorry. <laughs> but it's also like... He always mentions when he's sitting around with so, Tarantino. It's just so serious and you know. so like... Uh, he just couldn't shut up is my yeah. problem with that. But luckily when they when you rewatch them on Shudder, now they're breaking them up into... They break them up into movies. So you're really just going in and clicking on Bride of Reanimator. You don't have to watch the six hours, Correct. right? So thank God. All right. What's a movie you watched? Uh, let's see. Let's start with, uh, deadheads. Okay. Have you seen deadheads? I don't think so. Okay. It's a 2011 zombie comedy. Great. Um, it was fun. I mean, it's, you know, like, I don't know, three, three <laughs> out of five stars kind of thing. Right. So <laughs> okay. it's a 2011 American zombie comedy, um, stars Michael McKitty and Ross Kidder as sentiment, sentient, excuse me, sentient zombies who go on a road trip. So Mike and Brent are inexplicably coherent zombies who become self-aware during a zombie attack. As Mike's memories slowly come back to him, he recalls wanting to visit his girlfriend so that he can tell her that he loves her. Brent adopts a feral zombie, which he dubs cheese, and they set off not knowing that they are being tracked by an evil corporation, eventually captured by a zombie hunter hired by the corporation the boys escape and make their way to mike's girlfriend who accepts him despite his condition it's fun it's they they go i mean they're on this road trip and cheese is just like he's like the mentally challenged zombie which sounds funny because most of the time they're all mentally challenged yeah but mike and brent actually function brent reminds me of I think Brent's the other guy. He kind of plays like a Jack Nicholson vibe, like kind of crazy. And he's got that. And then Mike's like, I just really, I really love her, man. I need to get to her kind of thing. Oh, I recognize this poster. I think it's on my list because I'm doing definitely watching zombie comedies lately. Yeah. So, So, um, it's fun. You know, it's amusing. It's, um, I think it's, it's pretty well directed. The characters are, fun yeah if you um, like this subgenre in particular also it's like you gotta yeah it's it's sort of unassuming like you don't know with these if they're gonna be no. worth watching or not but i mean nothing's ever gonna be zombie for sale in, in my book that's that just topped the list no i hear you um but this was <laughs> this was this was fun we we found a new favorite in the genre oh my god i right? love that movie so much okay <laughs> So I watched the 2021 new release, Jacob's Wife. Uh, It's a horror, strict horror, although it was a horror comedy for sure to me. Uh, It just came out in April, an hour and 38 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. So this has Barbara Crampton in it. 
What's it called? Sorry. Jacob's wife. Okay. Anne, married to a small town minister, feels her life has been shrinking over the past 30 years. Welcome, Anne. Um, Welcome to middle age, Anne. Uh, Encountering the master brings her a new sense of power and an appetite to live bolder. Mm. However, the change comes with a heavy body count. Barbara Crampton. Um, She kind of looks like uh, when she's a vampire here. This looks good, actually. It's good. Um, They give her the teeth like in Salem's Lot, like those. Yep. Yeah. So Barbara Crampton, as all of you know, is pretty famous. So this was great. So for those of you who are fans of hers, uh, she does a great job. It's well worth a watch. Lots of bloody vampireness. She's, I find she's hilarious. <laughs> Made me laugh a lot. Because, you know, speaking of reanimator, which we were, um, she played. Yeah, uh, she's the one who gets assaulted. Yeah. yeah. So she, <laughs> she's fantastic and it. it's very funny. It's like got some marriage stuff in it. It's just like the description said. It's like midlife crisis kind of thing. Like, what am I doing with my life? And um, I want more. And, you know, very mm-hmm. like what, what anyone goes through. Uh, you know, Kathy and I have discussed, you know, quitting and opening a blockbuster. So we're obviously in that. <laughs> In that frame of mind as well. Only, unfortunately, this one gets turned into a vampire by a master and then feels really good because, of course, the idea about being a vampire is that you're your better, you know, you feel better, you feel energetic and strong and fabulous. And so that's what happens is she feels like that. But I don't mean to say that it's like this total like midlife woman story it's it's partly that but it's much more like bloody and silly and strange and there's a little bit of a twist in the middle with her husband sort of how you think about him the first part of the movie and how you think about him in the second part of the movie is very different so that's kind of fun um but i would absolutely recommend it it was a hell of a good time it'd be a good group watch for peeps um i don't believe it's streaming for free anywhere like included but okay it is available. It looks good. I, I want to see it. Yeah. I'll add it to my list. I, I would totally add it to your list. I Actually, you know, there was a movie, Prevenge, that you mentioned a while back, and I finally watched it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that was, It was movie. good, right? Yeah, it was yeah. good. I mean, definitely female and definitely lots of blood and definitely, um, whoosh. Yeah. I mean, her unborn baby was talking to her, telling, yeah. her, telling her to kill. Telling so, her to do some gnarly stuff. So we got some, <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. I, I enjoyed it. Um, what else? What else did you watch? Uh, the other one I watched was the Ranger. Okay. Hold on a second. Let me go back to my page here for a second. I love how we go away and we don't, these, just so everybody knows these other watches, basically besides the buddy watch, we don't talk about it. No. Like, like we may text each other randomly once every couple of months about like, Oh, did you just see this or that? But like, honestly, over the last several months, we haven't been doing that. We literally show up to recording day and I don't know the movie she's going to talk about. And she doesn't know the movies I'm going to talk about. And that's one of the reasons why actually I kind of instituted the buddy watch because at least we have one movie that we've right. both seen. And sometimes we've watched a bunch of them because we've watched like joe bob and Mm -hmm. stuff on our discord we've seen together yeah sometimes but the other stuff like i'm always like oh really and i just like make a note like what movie did you watch (laughs) and you and i there's some things that we like together but 
we also have very different very genres different, that we like too. which I think is uh, yeah. it's what the make the world goes around and we like it. So I watched a movie called The Ranger from 2018 with um Chloe Levine who I really like. She's I think she's kind of up and coming. Uh at least for me she is. She's also on a show called Trinkets. It's uh the movie's called Teen or movie is about teen punks on the run from the cops and hiding out in the woods come up against the local authority an unhinged park ranger with an axe to grind. So what ends up happening is she she lives she grows up in this town and uh her father uh gets killed and you you don't know how he gets killed yet. And um without giving too much away they end up running back to this town where they run into this ranger who at the very beginning of the movie, you see him with her as a little girl, but you can see something's like really off and you don't really understand why she's sitting with him. You think maybe he's the father, but as the movie progresses and they run back to this town, the ranger finds them and finds her and he really does have an ax to grind with her because there's something about her relationship with her father that you find out. And Mm -hmm. he's, he basically, um, tries to get her to believe like you're just as much of a psychopath as I am kind of thing. And okay. he ends up uh, like killing her friends and then pulling her in. And it has a, so there's a dark comedy feel to it. It reminds me a lot of the same sort of violence slash humor you would see in freeway. Oh, okay. Yeah. It has gotcha. that feel with, with her. Uh, now Chloe Levine doesn't play, a Reese Witherspoon like character, right. but it has the, the pacing of it and okay. the comedy and the, the like, Oh shit, there's blood everywhere kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun. It sounds like it was fun. It yeah. sounds like you watched a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. I also watched uh Dawn of the beast. <laughs> Your face says it all. 2021. A new one. I've been, I'm trying to bring the new shit. I'm trying to bring the new stuff. We gotta be like, gotta know horror hour and 22 minutes it was out in april a group of graduate students get more than they bargained for while searching for the legendary bigfoot this didn't really get good reviews no not only is he real but there's something far more evil lurking in the shadows the wendigo so no one ever on the face of the planet has made a good wendigo movie and this does not solve that problem you guys can now send me all of your great arguments for wendigo movies okay because i would like to find a good one all right so look it's low budget let's just put it that way it looks like it yeah and there's nothing that's on the poster that like looks like what is in the movie so that's a definite low budge thing that happens um i've actually been a part of those kinds of projects where we had the poster created and they're not they're just not in the movie um <laughs> So you've got an unlikable hero. I like hated him throughout the whole thing. He's like really unlikable. Um, the shot choices for horror, like I like I want people to keep making movies. So I would love to see a, another effort <laughs> because um, the shot choices for horror weren't great. Like there are, you know, directors have to make shot choices and there mm-hmm. are choices that you make in horror movies that intensify feelings. That's what shot choices are about in movies is there's a reason for the long shot. There's a reason for the close up. There's a reason for um, the, pro- the editing, the progression of those choices and how they make you feel. And so not so great. Um, 
uh, one of my favorite things was that they called Sasquatch Squatch the whole time, which that <laughs> like I, I really want to use that word. Like, don't be a squatch. It's like during Mandalorian, the first season, when they were calling him Mando. Yeah. I thought the whole time they were calling him Lando. I'm like, that's not Lando Calrissian. I'm so confused. Like, not the whole season, but the first couple of episodes. I'm like, why are they calling him Lando? That's really hilarious. That's just where my head went because it was Star Wars. I know, Star Wars. You were just relying on what you knew. That was. (laughs) There was a hilarious mom in there. She was really funny. Um Here's here's something that happens. Um, there is a showdown. The only reason to watch this movie is for the like five minutes of showdown. There is a showdown between Bigfoot, some kind of skeleton creature that I'm not sure why it was there because I did lose consciousness a couple <laughs> of times while watching this movie. And the Wendigo. Okay. There's a showdown, like a like a like a low budget. Godzilla versus Kong showdown where they're all three in the woods and they meet up. Gotcha. I can't even describe how ridiculous this moment is, but I also thoroughly enjoyed it. That five minutes of the movie. Okay. That's what I have to say about that. Did you see something else or is, am I the only one with one more? No, go for it. Okay. Okay. I also saw the Arbors, which is a 2020 flick. Ethan's life takes an unsettling turn after finding a strange small creature and forming a mysterious connection. This is Canadian. It came out in March as a sci-fi. Has I seen it? Yes, I believe so. (laughs) Yeah, we were making that joke before. It's Canadian. He's seen all of it. And he's in trouble if he doesn't, right? Right. (laughs) um, If you're new to the show, Ice is a a very active uh, supporter of the show and on our Patreon, our Discord. Uh, The Arbus is two hours long, and yeah, that's my biggest problem with this movie because I really liked it otherwise, is that it could have been about a half an hour shorter. Got it. So there was a bunch that you're just like, okay, I was liking this until you took me into a deep hole and left me there and then... Get me out. Like, I want to, you know, like that half an hour where it just drags. But I like sci-fi thrillers in general, as most people know. Um, I liked The Creature a lot. It's a little creature, a little small creature. I love creature features. I love Mm -hmm. anything with a little creature. Um, Mostly why I like sci-fi is I like things with little creatures or monsters or different things. I think Mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun. I thought it had just the right amount of monster for... The suspense and realism, and it had really great sound. I happened to recently started listening to all my, watching a lot of my movies on my computer mm-hmm. and and putting on headphones. And it's more immersive and I pay more attention a lot of times. And obviously because of the show, I need, I need to like focus. Right. <laughs> um, even though there are some movies like Dawn of the Beast where I still lose consciousness and I lose time. Like I was abducted by aliens and I'm like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I have to watch movies with other people. Cause I'm like, uh, I lost the plot. I yeah. don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but this one, um, like when you have monster stuff, you want to balance. What I mean is like you want to have enough monster where you're not going like, I never saw the monster. You don't yeah. want that. So we saw a monster and I loved the monster bits. Um, even when it was, it was small because it grows. So that's cool. Um, with sort of like 
is this based in reality with the like suspense and realism? Because that's the blend you're sort of looking for to make it really good and fun. You want to believe it. Right. right. Um, and anyway, with the headphones on, it was great sound. The sound was really like it's so I'm like, they put money into the sound because there weren't any, I don't think there were any stars in it or any people that I really recognized. Right. They put their, I, I was like, thank you for putting your money into post-production visual effects and sound. Yeah. Um, but yeah, too slow. 30 minutes shorter would have been good. Um, and it's too bad because I really liked it otherwise. Um, and yeah, the creature was great. So that's what I got to say about all of that. Wonderful. Von Wunderbar. That's our episode today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to become a part of our community, please join the Patreon for a little five bucks a month. Become a member of our Discord and hang out. I'm on there all the time. We enjoy it. It's a, like really fun, wonderful community. And we will see you next time. This has been an episode of Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.